Welcome back to another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. And in today's podcast episode, I am drawing inspiration from two books that I've read over the past three years. So one book was by James Clear, Atomic Habits, which is a very famous book. Chances are you've heard of it. And the second was one I read back in 2022, which is a book by BJ Fogg uh, and it's called Tiny Habits. Now, as you can tell, both books are about the subject of habits. So that's what today's episode is going to be about, how you can effortlessly implement habits into your routine that you basically want to implement in a more straightforward manner. And I'm also going to throw in my experience of one-to-one online coaching into the mix as well. So again, because, you know, as you know, I'm an online coach. I've been coaching on uh, one-to-one online fitness members for a while now. And obviously that's going to come with my own experience and my own methods of implementing habits into your routine as well. Because of course, fitness journeys are going to require a lot of habit modification within that time. So I've come up with my own my own methods and again, experience. So again, it's just basically, this episode is basically a mix of my experience, BJ Fogg, his book and James Clear and his book. So let's get stuck in, in no particular order. Basically, I'm just going to list five habits. I'm going to briefly explain what it is. I'm going to give you an anecdote and then I'm going to give you an example as how you could apply it into your routine moving forward and then basically talk about it in any other way that I'd like. So again, no particular order. Number one, start small. And I know that sounds cliche. I know it sounds cliche, but BJ Fogg stresses that the value of miniature actions are the seeds of larger transformations. So basically, you can't have the large transformation without the seed. And the seed is you starting small. And as Aristotle once said, and here I am quoting people because I've done my research before I start the episode for once, we are what we repeatedly do. So excellence then is not an act, but it's a habit. So I want you to think about it like this. I'm going to give you that anecdote that I mentioned. You probably know that in February 2023, at the time of recording this episode, it's October 2023, but I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And on my first day, I'll be honest, I felt overwhelmed with what I felt like was complex techniques and moves. And, you know, looking back, they weren't complex. They were the basics. But again, it was just all new to me. So what I was advised to do was just focus on learning just one or two moves, repeat them, and get as good at them as you can. And then over time with consistency, I found myself being able to do it effortlessly. And again, that was just from starting small. So it was just literally from me learning the technique and then rinsing and repeating it. And now I do it comfortably. And this basically mirrors my earlier journey in strength training as well, where I began with just body weight exercises at home, focusing on form. And then within months, I was lifting heavier weight. And again, it's because I started small and my form was also much better as well. So if I was to give you an example as to how you could potentially apply this into your routine moving forward is let's say you really want to start being consistent with a workout routine, but you're struggling with that. What you could do is start small. So start with just 10 minutes of body weight exercises daily. This could be the first thing you do upon waking up. And it could be simple things at home like squats, push-ups, lunges, planks, side planks. So again, as simple as possible. You don't have to overcomplicate it. If you want to use weights, go for it. If you have access to that at home, that's fine. If you don't and you only can use body weight, that's fine as well. But like I said, the thing is you just, just start small. And then from there, you can build either by signing up for a gym, maybe purchasing weight to use at home, maybe doing more complex exercises. So the aim is to just get started. 
Anyway, point number two is anchor new habits to established routines. And this is one I really love and I think it works so, so well. So basically it's where you attach a desired habit to a habit that you're already doing in your routine on a daily basis. Think about it like this, by tagging a new habit, so the desired one, onto a well-established one into your routine, you're leveraging the power of your brain's existing habit loops. So that's already there, something you already do automatically, like brush your teeth or make your coffee. So on the back of that, you would attach something that you'd like to start doing. So if, if I was to give you an anecdote again, just so you can understand what I mean on an even deeper level, I used to forget to take my vitamins every morning. It's a simple, it can be as simple as that. So I used to always forget to take my multivitamins and my omega freeze Every morning, I'd forget. So what I decided to do is, I thought, you know what? Let me start taking it on the back of the glass of water I have every morning. So basically, when I wake up, and I've been doing this for like 15 years now, I will have a big glass of water. Sometimes I'll have two, and it's just something I've always done. Why? I just wake up incredibly thirsty, so that's that's why. Anyway, nowadays, or I don't want to say nowadays, don't let me skip that far ahead, but there was a time, again, when I was trying to be consistent with implementing the multivitamin and the omega-3 into my routine, I decided, okay, Every time I have that glass of water, I'm also going to take my vitamins. I've done it consistently enough, and sure enough, nowadays, I do one, so I drink my glass of water, and 10 out of 10 times, and I literally mean 10 out of 10 times, it will be followed up by the other, because I anchored it, I anchored it, not anchored it, I anchored it on the back of an existing habit. So it just becomes a lot more easier to remember, and... Maybe if I, so, if I was to give you an example as to how you could potentially apply it, let's say you have a daily habit of making a coffee. Every morning you like to make a coffee. What you could potentially do within that time is use the time where you have that coffee to plan your meals for the next day. And at first, maybe you're going to need a prompt or a reminder, which I'll get into shortly, but that's something you can do. And then that is going to let you get ahead with your nutrition and your fitness journey as well. And, you know, do that consistently enough and you will find it weird when you have a coffee and you're not planning your nutrition for the next day. So again, do that for a while. And it's something that you really just start to do automatically. And let me give you another anecdote because I'm talking about drinking a coffee in the morning. And this is actually something I've recently implemented. So anchoring, this is something I've recently implemented into my routine. Every time I have a coffee, I make myself write a tweet, a fitness related tweet. It can be about strength training, weight loss, nutrition, anything along those lines, but I have to write a tweet. And now you might be thinking, why is social media that serious for you? Well, you have to remember, I use social media from a business perspective as well. I'm a freelancer. I grow my business online. You know, that's what dictates how much money I do or don't make. That's how I, that's how social media, obviously it's not the be all and end all, but it does play a role in dictating how many people I manage to help, including yourself. Maybe this is why you're listening to this podcast episode right now, because you found out about me or this podcast through social media. And how can I grow my social media? It's by being consistent with it. So I always get myself to write a tweet that I think makes good sense and that people will like or learn something from or will be just something that people will remember. And every day I do that now. And I've just found that my consistency with it is a lot higher now. And Twitter is something I'm trying to focus on a lot more nowadays compared to like Instagram and Facebook. I don't really, uh, Facebook's, eh, I don't think I've really been on that for like 10 years now. 
like just very loosely or just to, you know, keep in contact with family members. But Instagram is something that I've really, uh, I wouldn't say I've been really put off it, but it's not my go-to anymore. I'm just enjoying Twitter a lot more now. So again, that's where my focus is and hence why I've started anchoring, making a tweet alongside my coffee. And now point number three is celebrate small wins. So celebrating small victories is crucial. It reinforces your dedication. So According to a study, and again, I did my research before studying, starting this podcast episode, is in the Journal of Applied Psychology, it does say that immediate reward, rewards reinforce habit formation. So if I was to give you an anecdote, uh, this could be something that I give you the example of my German Shepherd. Now, I'm not calling you a German Shepherd, but, you know, this is, again, this is just an example. So Basically, when I want my German Shepherd to do something new or listen to me or do a specific trick or I don't know, whatever it is when you're training a dog, maybe to sit, let's say, I give him a treat on the back of whenever he does it correctly. And soon enough, I give him that treat immediately after he's done what it is I want him to do enough times, he realizes, oh, I better keep doing this because I'm getting a treat. So again, he's getting the reward on the back of it. And you know, like I said, okay, it's a German Shepherd, but you can, this, the same thing applies in humans, funnily enough, it it does happen, we do want celebrations on the back of us doing something, we do want rewards, we do want that instant ratification when we do something well, and if we celebrate that small victory, we are more likely to be consistent with whatever it is we want to do, so if I was to give you an example, let's say for the next month, what you could do is for every workout you complete, and or every day you're consistent with your nutrition, maybe you can place a dollar in the jar or a pound or yen, depending on wherever in the world you are. So if you, let's say you do a workout, but you weren't successful with your nutrition, that would be one pound. Or if you did a workout and you were consistent with your nutrition for the day, then that could be two pounds. Do you see where I'm going with going with this? So by the end of the month, depending on how much you've got in the jar, maybe you can treat yourself with something nice. So again, that's just rewarding yourself and maybe you'll be more consistent like that maybe you could come up with an even better example of it and if you do i'd love to hear maybe message me on instagram on the back of this and and let me know which example you have that could work well for rewards on the back of trying to be consistent with habits anyway point number four and again i'm going through this in no particular order is embrace simplicity so In Tiny Habits, so the book by BJ Fogg again, he suggests that the easier a habit is to initiate, the more likely you'll stick with it. So this means simplifying tasks so that starting them requires minimal effort or decision-making. Leonardo da Vinci, if I was to get an expert quote from someone who was an expert, is simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, and that's what he said. So again, I think that's just quite a nice way to complement the habit that I'm going to talk about. So this basically underscores the importance of removing complications, barriers, obstacles to the action that you want to be consistent with. So let's think about it like this. And again, I'm giving you an anecdote right now. So I once aimed to, there was a time where I was trying to be consistent with shakes. So I was trying to put on some size. This was like back in 2019, but I was forgetting to prepare this one shake every morning. I just didn't have time to prepare it. And when I would remember, I'd be like, oh, I don't have enough time now. So what I started doing was, I would prepare all the ingredients for the shake in a blender the night before and then I'd leave it in the fridge so that when I woke up in the morning, all I needed to do was blend the drink. So I literally removed all the obstacles for myself within the morning. I didn't have to worry about, you know, 
setting up the ingredients, each individual ingredient, because there was quite a bit going into that shake as well. Again, I was trying to put on size and then I didn't have to worry about time or a lack of time, for example. So I immediately removed all the barriers and all the obstacles within that morning by setting myself up nicely the night before. So that's an example of making it simple. So if I was to give you an example as to how you could apply it potentially into your health and fitness routine moving forward, because, you know, ultimately this is a health and fitness podcast. I do speak about a lot of stuff, but health and fitness is obviously the main thing considering I'm a I'm an online fitness coach with my online one-to-one fitness clients or members is uh, let's say you're eager to increase your water intake. So instead of consistently trying to remind yourself and that's all you're doing, you're just trying to remember Simply keep a water bottle at your workstation and just from having a water bottle consistently throughout the day within arm's reach, you are naturally inclined to drink more. And that's just a fact. It's right there. You've removed the barrier of having to get up, walk over to the sink, grab a glass, pour it in, drink it, you know, just things like that. It's right there. So you no longer have to, you know, rely on memory or maybe get up and go all the way to the sink, wherever that might be. It's literally just right there. So you've basically made being consistent with the habit as straightforward as possible. Anyway, point number five, I've titled this one, Understanding the Behavior Model. So the behavior model emphasizes that behavior arises from motivation, ability, and the trigger. So all three. So a study from the European Journal of Social Psychology found it takes 18 to 254 days to form a habit. I'm guessing that's true because it's from a study. There could have been context to that study, but 18 to 254 days. So that is quite a big amount of time. Like it it does vary quite a lot, which does make me more inclined to believe it because when someone says, oh, it takes like 30 days to form a habit, I don't really believe that's true because it can vary incredibly from person to person so much so that, yeah, I do feel like 254 days for some people might be the required amount of time it takes. So yeah, there is an emphasis for the for a need for motivation and consistency on that part. So anyway, let me give you an anecdote. So there was a time where, and this was when I, I first started my health and fitness journey before I was a personal trainer, before I knew anything about fitness, before I knew anything about nutrition, I wanted to start running because I think that was just like the most low barrier thing for me at the time. And that's all I knew how to do. So I just, yeah, I wanted to start running and I was actually quite consistent with that for a while, but there was a time where my motivation was just starting to wear off for the evening runs. And I realized that it's because my trigger was off. And by that, I mean, instead of waiting to feel like running, which is what I would do, I just sit there and hope motivation would hit me. I wouldn't just ease my routine in any sort of way for it. I set a daily alarm. So every time that alarm rang, that became my cue. Get up and go. And it's as simple as that. And I respected that alarm. Without fail, I would get up and go. So it didn't matter how I feel. Or, you know, obviously if I felt very sick or something, I wouldn't go. But 99, 99, 98% of the time I would get up and I would go without fail. And I had that cue there. It was that that reminder. It was that prompt. It was that go up and do it. And I feel like without the prompt, I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong. Because oftentimes you might be trying to rely on memory and... That's not necessarily how it works. Sometimes you need that reminder there to just, for lack of a better word, get your ass into gear with whatever it is you're trying to do. So if I was to give you an example as to how you could apply this into your routine moving forward, let's say you're struggling with your evening workouts. You know, you've just gotten home from work. 
and you still need to do your strength training session, maybe set a specific alarm tone for it. So whenever that alarm rings, let that be your undeniable cue to get moving. So similar to how I did it as well. Because like I said, basically, if you've got nothing to have that prompt, or if you've not got that prompt to basically tell you to get up and go, it's just very easy to keep procrastinating it. But when you've got that alarm, you know, it's showtime. Anyway, there you have it. So five transformative tips for sculpting your fitness journey. Remember, it's not about the big leaps, but the consistent small steps that you take every day. So if you want, share your progress with me whenever you can down the line. And if you found this podcast episode helpful, then you know do share it with someone you love. Until next time, stay active and I'll see you around. That wraps it up for another episode of the Leo Alves podcast. I do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, then please do consider sharing it with your friends, family, group chat, or even anyone else who you know could be interested in listening to that episode. Otherwise, if you haven't already, then please do leave a five-star review on whichever platform you are listening to this on. And remember, all the relevant links, such as the inquiry form to potentially become a Keros Online member, my social media handles, a free fat loss guide, and a free workout plan are all also found in the show notes of this podcast episode as well. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you around.